how the levels look. Talk. Just, oh man, just, I'm on the spot here. What, yeah. what do I say? Is this oh, everything? Worked, everything. Right? Oh, turns out that's good enough. All right. Looks like it's all right. So we'll just get into it now. Where is this? Is kind of my thing. We're back for with real regular shows. It'll be kind of like a. This will be. We're gonna. We're gonna oh, get more fast and loose that's here. A good start. Yeah, I'll trip <laughs> over my words and stuff. I do it on every one of them though. Even if it's like, oh, I don't, what do I say? Uh, well, yeah, you got a lot of. I'm gay and my dick is small and it's kind we of. You were just ripping <laughs> before you hit the button, but as soon as you hit that button on the phone that says record, instantly we turn into morons. Yeah. <laughs> um. But this one, uh, Tyler's back, and his thing today is, what is it? Bourbon. It's kind of my thing. It's kind of my thing. It's kind of my thing. It's, he's, he's got a whole, uh, I don't know, I'll call it a basket or a tote or some, some shit here. No, it's a menage a trois. Wait, I don't think that's right. <laughs> it's, it's one of those Menagerie. things. It's one of those things that go in like the shelving units that they sell at like Target for college kids. That oh, are supposed that's to be exactly, like, yeah, this is, it's something a chick would buy. Yeah. Cause it's, it's my gonna, wife bought it. It's going to help you organize your life. Or, it had clothes in it. Or it pl- did. Like, and then I'm like, you know what? I need a spot for all my bourbon until <laughs> I can get a sweet bourbon shelf. He's got like, let's get a count time. What do you got? You got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 different bourbons. Just and a quick that's, head count. I mean, and by no means is that a large collection to some, but doing all right. Yeah, it's a shitload. It's enough to kill us at least once. In there, you and I. There's enough bourbon in there to kill us at least once. <laughs> like that episode of The Office. You're the expert. Is this enough? Yeah. Like, yeah. Could it get 15 people smashed? Yeah. It was like 13,000 <laughs> vodka? Yeah, I think that'll yeah, do I it. I think it'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess we'll just, uh, I suppose, the, for the, the same question on every episode. Like, this is a fairly recent development, I know, because I've, I've kind of... Yeah, I've I've ridden in the sidecar for for some of it. Most of it, I, I would say, because you're the only person who is a available and b well, you appreciate it. Even you know, you have the deeper understanding of what goes into stuff with your beer knowledge. Jake also is actually pretty knowledgeable, but who knows what he's doing? But yeah, it's you know, obviously Mario would just he. Drink it and not care. We're in our 30s now. We're sophisticated. We're yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. I hit, I hit that point where it's like, all right, now it's time to be that guy. Yep, it's time to start doing some pinky out shit while, you, while you're... Because, if, yeah, if I'm going to be honest with you, I picked bourbon thinking of that. Like, what, what do I want to be my thing as far as, you know, the type of drink I want to be, that I want to drink and that I want to be known for? And it's like, I think the classic one is scotch. You know, you think of Ron Swanson. Uh-huh. You think of people who don't know much about alcohol and they just grab, I mean, then there's people who do know. Like, my dad's a scotch man. You know, scotch. 
Everyone likes Scott. You take Ron Burgundy. So mm-hmm. it's, but it's for wizened men and yeah, and learned, nothing against Scotch doctors. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> learned nothing against Scotch, but knowing that Scotch is a whiskey and that bourbon is a whiskey, and I pick bourbon for you know uh, two things most importantly. One, <laughs> patriotism. It's made in America, baby. It's yeah, it's uniquely American. And two, I have a sweet tooth. And bourbon, because it's made with 51% corn, it's, tends, it's a little sweeter. It leans to the sweet side. It's sweeter. And that, so that right there, I mean, you know, one of my favorite drinks of all time is a white Russian. And it's basically alcoholic chocolate milk. Yeah. So. Yeah. If I was never a big spirit drinker besides the, you know, the occasional, oh, somebody bought me a shot. All right. Well, I guess I'll hate this for a second. And then. But, you know, the occasional mixed drink, like a, I like an old-fashioned every once in a while. Or... Well, that's a great point, because as you know, I didn't even like beer for until I was like 23. And so the first thing was, yeah, was mixers. I mean, I remember our night I turned 21, got we got I got smashed off screwdrivers mm-hmm. at the bowling alley. And then, you know, yeah, I've been drinking White Russians. And then, you know, also uh, Limon and Cokes. Just Kinda always been long. drinking, yeah, spirits, and then I ended up getting into beer, and now I fully on appreciate that stuff. But yeah, I just decided it's like let's let's get into a spirit. Well, let's taste and grade one. This will be like a hybrid show. If anybody's familiar with the feed, uh, Uncle John and I fuck around and just drink beer and shoot the shit. We haven't done one in a while, but the holidays fucked with us on that end. But. More are coming to those, and then but we're gonna kind of mix that with sort of a the traditional kind of my thing format where I suppose Tyler will just talk some shit about is it about bourbon, but I want to start drinking some, so let's let's uh, yank one out of the out of the treasure trove. Well, you know, now that I'm looking at them, I must have finished off a bottle of Buffalo Trace, so I'll open this one up. Buffalo Trace, a freshly purchased. I thought I had one that's open in there, but whatever. It's one of those things, too, like, before you, like, kind of revealed to me how many different varietals and how many different brands there are of it, it's like, when I thought bourbon, like, wild turkey's a bourbon, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's like, when I thought bourbon, I thought wild turkey, and then so, usually, my perception was colored by wild turkey, because the only people I knew that drank wild turkey were, like, dumb hicks with hooks in and their that's And that is a great point, because I thought the same thing. Well, back when we were younger, at least in my experience, especially when I was working at the bowling alley at on behind the bar, people, you know, you got the wild turkey, and you got your high proofs, and it was almost like it seemed like something people would order if they wanted to seem tough. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wild turkey. It's called wild turkey. Some guy wearing hunting camo comes in and orders it, and he drinks it with a big old dip in his fucking mouth. And that's that. That's just what I thought about bourbon, was that, like, yeah, there's probably, like, a different bourbon called Wilder Turkey or something, <laughs> and that's about it. But And I I knew that there was, like, Pappy. I had heard of Pappy. Mm-hmm. It's like there's this super rare-ass bourbon or whatever that's fucking crazy expensive and... I suppose I should cut down on these pores if we're going to try a couple, huh? I suppose, sure. Or not. That's yeah, the, that's I mean, I got into bourbon and then learned about Pappy and, you know, the everything that's offered from Buffalo Trace, including this bottle of Weller that we'll get into later. 
same bottle, or is it slightly different? Oh, oh no, the the Weller it looks like it tapers a little bit more at the bottom. It's, yeah. it's I mean, they're very similar. And That's, then the Buffalo Trace bottle ha it flares out right at the base. It's got a foot, but the neck has almost a similar bulb in it. That's cool. Like I find myself looking at that a lot too, but just with any spirit. That's I mean, it's kind of like labels with beer, or I mean, even the, the labels on on the bottles as well. But I think with spirits, like bottle shape has a lot to do with like shelf appeal when you go to shop for one at a liquor store. So I see all these fancy vodkas and like these crystalline like diamond shaped bottles or something like that. Oh, of course. It's like, like, it might be a garbage vodka, but it's in a cool bottle, so you get it. I mean, what first rule of marketing, you know, is it's gotta it's gotta catch the eye. It's gotta look good. I mean, you got this bottle of Maker's Mark right here, and they do that wax pour with the drips, with, with the, the drips, and then they. They have their seal in it. Put that stamp on it or whatever. Now, Maker's Mark just happens to be not really my thing. Not, I, I don't really care for it. It's kind of we've we've tried. Newsflash: This isn't. I'm not. I'm not. We've we've tasted all of these except for that Weller, right? Pretty except much. for the Weller and the Tawny Angels Envy, which that one is staying closed. Yeah, from my perspective. And I think I think you're probably on on the same page with that. That Makers is like, I mean, it, it's like bottom mid shelf, right? I don't know as far as what everything you've got. Well, I would say now I'd I'd say I'd say as far as its quality and. I mean, this is by no means a review, right? You know? Especially uh, its popularity. I'd say it's it's mid, but maybe. It's got a good price point too. Yeah, right? that's what I mean. Good. I think I think makers I think makers, in my opinion, well not. <laughs> in my opinion, it's he's overvalued. Just, he's just thinking out loud. Just he's just thinking out loud here. <laughs> I think it's overvalued. I think I think a lot of people wanna like it and they order it and then they taste it and it sucks and they just go, No, that's good. So you're saying it sucks and everybody's wrong. Yes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um no, I kind of agree. I remember we tried it. We put it like just right up against a bunch of other ones. It's just well, the one, yeah, the ones we tried it against. At least, especially for me, it was it was the last place out of the four we tried that night. Yeah. It, it, Full disclosure: This is the Maker's Forty Six. But I also have had regular Maker's. Didn't care for it, which is why I bought the Forty Six, thinking a different expression would be. You know, just hoping it would be better. Obviously, it's the, mostly the same bourbon, but the Kentucky, the Maker's 46 is barrel finished with 10 French oak staves. And I don't know, maybe I was just thinking that put in those 10 staves and it would yeah. make it better. So we went to Louisville over the summer, and we actually learned how to taste bourbon, too. I'll let you describe that since this is your show. I just wanted to... Well, like, this is technically your show. Well, it's yeah, but... You're but, the featured guest. Yeah, I mean, I am a little bit, was it, pompous or whatever. I do have the Glen Cairns. I had two, and my daddy sent me four for Christmas. Steve gave me one that's it's in, uh, etched with from Jephthah Creed, which is another bourbon that I have yet to try. He just gave that to me last week. But yeah, you're supposed to, you know, take your first swig and really... 
coat the inside of your mouth. Take like half a swig and swish it. Swish it. Yeah. And, you know, it's almost like, at that point, it's like mouthwash. You're going to feel the burn. You have to coat the inside of your mouth. Get You have to get your taste buds prepared. You know, it's a shock to the system. Prepare for the burn. And then once, once they, like, hey, this is what's happening? All right. Then you can appreciate it. So really, it's your second... Your second drink is where you're going to really start to get the flavor. And then from then on there, at least in my experience, it does. It gets way more smooth, and you start to taste the different notes. Yeah, I just did the old swish. And then you, like, breathe through your mouth a little bit, and it has, like, it's it's a very mouthwashy sort of sensation how it feels after you swish mouth you know some some good old classic list the the yellow kind of listerine <laughs> the flavorless shitty listerine grandpa's listerine i mean um well yeah we got these glen cairns which are shaped specifically for bourbons they're like a tulip shaped glass kind yeah of. And it, i mean it's it's all about the aromatics and funnels all hitting those. that right into your nose funnels all those good Sniffs right in your stupid schnoz. Right, so I'm smelling. I smell that one. This this one's more. Which one was this again? This is Buffalo Trace. Buffalo Trace. So this, this is the standard. Standard, good old regular ass. Regular old twenty seven ninety nine bottle of Buffalo Trace that is because of everything Buffalo Trace. It you know you'll be some places you're lucky to find it at the msrp because everything that's coming out of buffalo trace is just the price is just getting all jacked up because of the coattails of pappy Mm -hmm. but this is the only bourbon with balls and buffalo trace is the oldest distillery in america i don't know really maybe bourbon distillery let me that'd be crazy well it says one of america's oldest it's uh there's some oh it's been so I gotta believe, like over in New England, there's like you know, people just making shitty whiskeys or something. I was gonna say, I think it's it's ah, it's one of the oldest distilleries, but it's I don't know if it's one of the oldest bourbon distilleries. But it's been it smells all it's like since 1773 or 1775 or something. A little orangey. Well, see, and here's where, to my detriment, I don't really have a good sniffer, so. I find it hard to get some of the notes on my nose. Yeah, see then, yeah, after that burn goes away and then you, you taste it, there's definitely some orange. The Buffalo Trace, yeah, it's like kind of a more smoother, it's like a smoother, creamier sort of deal. Kind of has like a buttery feel on your mouth. once. It you've... definitely has an initial bite that goes away immediately. Yeah. A, a bite that goes away immediately, immediately finishes smooth, and overall it's a pleasant experience. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've bourbon I've always liked, you know, like uh, champagne. Champagne isn't champagne unless it's from the champagne region of France, you oh, know. It's just sparkling wine. Sparkling white wine. Yeah. You know, so bourbon is it's got a couple laws around it. Well, uh, burgundy. Yeah, some other junk. There's a bunch of stuff all over the world, but Bourbon can't be called bourbon unless they get they call it the ABCs of bourbon. A, made in America. B, B <laughs> better be made in America. Better, yeah, better be made in America. 
No, B is it's got to be barreled in new oak barrels. Charred oak. Char- well, charred oak, yeah, I was going to get to that. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, was- new oak, as in they can't be, it, it's got to be the first time that this, the barrel's been used. You know, can't be recycled. So, yeah, and then they char it. C, can't be made anywhere but America. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> C, it's got to be made with 51% corn. And then, when you go into the D's, E's, and F's, that's like, okay, that's alcohol percentage when it comes out of the barrel. Mm -hmm. Then you got alcohol percentage when it's bottled, or a whole bunch of bull roar, which people that are way more nerdy than me know and, you know, care about, but... I think what, if I'm remembering correctly, when we went to Angel's Envy, they, like, like most spirits, it's distilled to, like... 110 proof or something, or 120, and then they dilute it with just, yeah, with yeah, distilled exactly. water. Yeah, most, exactly. Most bourbons are going to be coming in right around that 80 to 90 range. 90, obviously, both in numbers, but being on the higher side of what... Most spirits tend to. When you distill them like that, just the process ends up... And I don't know if it's just... I don't. I don't know for sure. I'm talking on my ass, but I, I've seen a, like a bunch of shit like a oh, this distiller that did mezcal or whatever and tequila and all that sort of shit, and they they had to do the same thing. The you know, whatever they distilled or whatever they made, they had to dilute with distilled water in order to make it so that they could sell it. Yeah. And so I like, mean, guess what? All your fucking booze is watered down. <laughs> we could uh, go on our magic boxes and look it up, but that's not what this is about. No. This is about purely just shot in the dark, speculative bullshit, and we'll treat it as fact. Hit it, of... hit, hit it with the facts you remember, and then find out later that you remembered a lot of shit wrong. Yeah. I mean, but Buffalo Trace got a special something conditional from the government to continue making alcohol for medical pers- uh, purposes during Prohibition. Oh. They were one of the few distilleries in the country that were allowed to... Keep Actually. producing. That's cool. You know, yeah. I mean, they also did the same thing for COVID. They they uh, manufactured alcohols for disinfectant and donated a whole. Let's see the scientific term: uh, metric shit ton. Yeah. Of of alcohol for antiseptic purposes and stuff. So that's pretty cool of them. Breweries did that shit too. Like beer breweries would, you know, they switched over to making like hand sanitizer. Yeah. There like you that. go. Yeah. So, that was interesting that that sort of shit was going on. That kind of kept some of the some of the mid-sized breweries. It helped them kind of stay afloat, where they had some distribution, but not enough to you know. I don't know. It's getting in the weeds on that shit, but um. <laughs> but yeah. No you, no, you mentioned uh, wild turkey earlier, and uh, it just reminds me. I don't know if you've heard the. So Matthew McConaughey has a bourbon. Uh, a wild turkey bourbon that he, I don't know. See, who who knows how a celebrity even gets involved? You know, celebrity doesn't have the skill of knowing. But he partnered up with Master Distiller over at Wild Turkey, uh, Eddie Russell, and then they came out with uh, a, a smoky mesquite bourbon called Wild Turkey Long Branch, used with uh, filtered with mesquite charcoal. The the hell, what is, is McCon- that's my that's my point. Like, like what McConaughey, Mc- one day was like, none of none of this bourbon I mean, he, suits me. 
Perfectly. Yeah. I'm famous. I'm rich. <laughs> I'm good looking. I don't know why I needed to add that third part in there. <laughs> but, you know, he's just like, you know what? Let me pull some strings and see if I can't just attach my name and do none of the work. Yeah. And let's get a new let's get a new bourbon or new whiskey out in the world. Yeah, I wonder what the particulars or something like that. I mean, it happens all the time. There's tons of... I mean, there's bands that, like, you know, well, metal bands or something. I was at the liquor store before I came, yeah. Metallica's Blackened yeah. was on the shelf at they, the they liquor store tonight. Stone, I think. That's Stone does all their stuff. Yeah. No, isn't it? That's... Well, that's the beer. Yeah, Stone Brewery brews Right, it. but yeah. they are they the ones that also helped them with the whiskey? I'm not sure about that. I don't think Stone distills. Maybe that's what have, I'm saying, yeah, yeah. So I thought it was another company. But, um, oh yeah, there was it Enter Night is the beer or something, or they have a beer, yeah, first, yeah, something. yeah, I, I think something like that, I forget. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, bourbon seems to be one of those that's kind of, it's kind of ripe for that. It, I know, I know that it has seen like this sort of, it's becoming cool. Over the last few years, it's becoming like the the cool thing to drink, I guess, if you're getting into spirits. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I if my finger's necessarily on the pulse there. Uh, it's, it's just good. No, yeah, like I said, I got into it for a couple things. I mean, not not also to mention, uh, you know, I'm gonna bring up the movie The Mummy. I remember the one scene in The Mummy when Brendan Fraser, Mummy, Brendan Fraser, yeah, <laughs> where the one dude. They're over in Egypt, and the mummy's already released, and he's the one dude, the American, and he's, you know, flipping his guns around, practicing and all that stuff, and then the one guy goes, he's like, I'm going down to the bar, you want some? He's like, yeah, give me a bourbon, and a double bourbon, and a shot of bourbon, and then the dude's like, yeah, yeah, I'll get you damn bourbon. (laughs) And, I mean, I remember going to my aunt's 60th birthday last year. And then, uh, you know, the server comes over and it's taking everybody's drinks. And I remember just ordering bourbon. Just said, let me get a bourbon. Which, you know, in my head... How do you want that? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, neat. Exactly. Bourbon, neat. You know, I'm not going to lie. Half part of me was like, is everyone in my family going to... Did they hear how cool I am? Yeah. (laughs) Did you hear how tough I am? Did everybody notice my order? Did everyone... Yeah. (laughs) Shut up in the back. Did you hear that? I'm a man now. Yeah. (laughs) But also, the funny thing about doing something like that is I have no idea what they served me. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you really got to trust the place. It's like every movie you ever see, you know, guy rolls up to the bar, give me a beer. All right, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Sure, like, yeah. They could have <laughs> gave me the, they could have gave me swill. Yeah. You know, I don't know what they gave me. <laughs> Just, Just like, ring out the bourbon. Bar- Ring out the bar towel into the glass. If I wanted, you know, from the 70s, give me three fingers of bourbon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Order by finger. Yeah. And they're like, I don't, I, I don't know how to ring that up. Yeah. What? I'm gonna, you know what? Charge you for a double. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, it's... I can't think of, like... That's funny that you brought up bourbon in popular culture in the mummy. I can't think of a thing where bourbon was especially important, or at least noteworthy in popular culture. That well, I, see, that's... I think one of my, one of my points was, yeah, I, I didn't get into it because... I knew other people were getting into it. I hope yeah. that I got into it just naturally. It's it's one of those. It's it's like it's it's due for its time, I suppose. Like I I don't, I don't know. I don't like I said. I don't have my finger on the pulse of 
you know, what's what's hipster about spirits or something right now? It's like, I don't know, is everybody getting into gin or fucking, I don't know. Oh, yeah, see, I mean, Jake is a fan of gin. You know, I don't like gin. I, and actually, what I owe credit to getting into bourbon is when being on a dart league, mm-hmm. you know, I was drinking whatever, and then Steve introduced me to slain Irish whiskey. And so I, I was like, yeah, he let me taste it. I was like, all right, that's cool, you know, and then just started drinking it. Drinking it with ice, you know, drinking it on the rocks. And that allowed me to then appreciate bourbon when you've been drinking, you know, whiskey for so long without any mixers in it. That's good. Yeah. Tasty. So I still like other whiskeys. I mean, I, I do have a, a couple bottles. I have two bottles of uh, just Tennessee whiskeys. I do like some Irish whiskeys. There are some scotches that are enjoyable. But, yeah, I just really want to get into bourbon, and I want to be, like, yeah, that's my thing. Bourbon is going to be my thing. You just, just, yeah. I mean, that's where it starts. You just decide, hey, that's cool. That's Well, that's the one thing. I think I romanticize it because we are still young adults, which is funny to when people consider, you know, teens young adults. Yeah. It's like, so young adult is very broad. Yeah. Because young adult ranges from... You know, what, seven, 16, 17 years until until you hit 40. Pretty much, yeah. Because then you're over <laughs> the hill at 40, and then, you know, now we're 31, and sometimes I still think it's wild that people trust me to make decisions. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's, I mean... I look at my 21, well, February 2nd, Madison will be turning 21, and I look at her and I go, wow, I can't believe we let you think for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah. 21. You're so dumb. You don't know anything. But I think back to when I was 21 and I was king of the world. Thought I knew everything. Who was I talking to? Uh, I was talking to somebody, but I had a thought the other day coming back to work from lunch. And I said, like, I was like, man, 20s was like trying to figure out the world around you. And then, like, now it's uh, now it's turned inward. It's like, now it's like, I feel like I kind of, at least my little corner of the world that I've carved out for myself, I feel like I got it kind of figured out. And now it's... Now it's me time. Now it's like, yeah. what the fuck am I doing? What do I like? What about you know? It's like, well, and that's a that's a great point. That's I've been getting into the same thing. You know, I've because I've started looking around my house and thinking about stuff and thinking about things I want, and then not doing them, and then going, wait, why? Yeah, this is my. I own this house. Yeah, you know, if I just want to throw up some shelves for something stupid, I'm You're, gonna do it. Yeah. You know, I got two cats. I've always wanted to cut a hole in the wall from at the top of a wall and make a little tunnel. Oh. I haven't done, I'm not going to do that at this place, but you know, (laughs) you see some people that have some, I saw on. Oh, Chrissy would love it if we just put up shelves everywhere that Dump could just walk I saw this cool, this cool thing where somebody put up just small shelves, but also hung stuff from the ceiling, like a fixture that was covered in like carpet for their cats. Mm -hmm. And like the cat. One of the cats chased another one, jumped off the shelf to the thing hanging in the ceiling, friggin' held on by one claw, and then got up there. It was like some cliffhanger shit. <laughs> and, and it was like, it was so cool to watch the cats run around like that, you know. I'm sure they love it. But that's why, like, you know, Cal with the, the folded American flag that was hung at Camp Marmal or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have anywhere to display that. So it's, And I'm looking at my place and it's like, oh yeah, I could totally just throw up some shelves right there. Why not? Yeah. You know? I just, think it, just the, fucking do it. Well, 
you know, we've, we've both owned our homes now for a few years, but you still think, like, we weren't allowed to do shit like that. Yeah. You're renting, you don't want to put holes in walls, and then when you lived at home, yeah, maybe you could throw up a poster or two, but you're not making structural changes. You yeah, weren't yeah. just, you know, but it's like, now it's like, no. That's true, it's a home to get over. So yeah, it's like, yeah. you just, it's, and the, the funny thing, the thing I've had to learn growing up is you can't fault yourself for how late you learn something. You learn it when you learn it. Yeah. You know, if nobody told you, how would you know? Exactly. What it, and that for me, that's broached a whole bunch of different topics from women to you know uh, your goals mm-hmm. and how comfortable you are in your certain in your position in life. But then just to little things like yeah, oh yeah, my my uh, shower head's been broke for a while. Let's just go get a new one. Let's get a fucking new one. <laughs> yeah, I tried some friggin' string to tie it's because it's the one where it's got the one shower head but then the long cord for a second one oh and the holder for the second one's been broke so i've gotten by by just turning off that second one mm-hmm. but it's like yeah what's the point i mean it's what 40 bucks i told more like we're gonna go let's go tomorrow let's go get a new one get a fucking new one yeah yeah that's when you realize like wait what, what's the hold up why have i been and now i remember having that conversation with uh, a guy I used to work with Way back, Mike. Shouts out to Mike. He doesn't listen. All right. Um, <laughs> um, but I remember talking to him about. Yeah, I got to a point where like you're you're like you're pinching pennies when you're younger because it's like so it's we're not turning the AC on. It's hot as tits. But we're not going to turn the AC on. We'll just go and like hang out in the basement and then just be you know just suffer down there or whatever. It's like I got to a point. It's like it was pretty much when I bought this place. It was like you know what. I rem- pay to be comfortable. I remember you being house. like that. Yeah, you like, lived over on Prairie. Yeah, I remember, and and quite from you with other people. I always used as like a little anecdote because you know when Jake and I lived together, when I was working third shift, he was like that. Like, let's not try to let's not turn on the AC. Well, we only had window units, but he's like, let's not do it until we have to. And I was like, yo, fuck you. I yeah. sleep during the day. Yeah, when it's hot as shit out, I need to have the AC mm-hmm. in order to sleep. You know, it's I work third shift. Like you get to sleep at night when it cools down. So don't sit here and try to tell me when I can put the AC on. It's been a gradual, just like no, just do it. Quit, quit, quit like it's like this weird apprehension of like, well, what if this? What if that? It's like just do it. Make yeah. the, make the yeah. decision that's gonna make you that's gonna make something better right now. And if there's ramifications, then deal with it. But it's well, speaking of like the temperature thing, you got it almost. Yell, had to yell at my grandma on Christmas. We were playing cards, and my grandma's old. You know, she's in her mid to late 80s, and she, so she keeps the house at like 76, blazing. It's pretty fucking warm. Not to mention it's Christmas, so there's, you know, a bunch of us there, mm-hmm. and body heat and stuff, but everybody's literally sweating their tits off, and then my grandma, and so then we get into the temperature discussion, and like my cousin Melissa says, she keeps her house at 64. And I was saying how I keep my house at fucking 68 or 69 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I say, sometimes my wife is cold or whatever. And then my grandma looks at me like I'm some misogynistic <laughs> asshole. She goes, you know, she has the right to turn it up. <laughs> and I look right at her and I go, she's got the right to put a sweatshirt on also. Like, <laughs> I, I really wanted to be like, Grandma, what do you, who do you think I am here? Do you think, <laughs> do you think I keep Lauren in the basement? And also... I don't understand what goes on. It's like you say, you keep it at like 68. 60. It's like, 
68 degrees, right? It's like that's that's damn near room temp. But that's my point. So my like what? But my grandma, <laughs> like I said, she since she since she's old now and frail, and she keeps the house at like 76. Speaking of old, we sound old as fuck right now. Talking yeah. about <laughs> we sound old as fuck. Where do you keep the thermostat at? Well, that's bullshit. But, what the fuck? I, I guess it's the intermediate. Yeah, it's the intermediate <laughs> conversation because we're, I'm sitting here saying I don't keep it that hot. My yeah. grandma's thinking I'm keeping it like friggin' twenty in there, you know, like oh your wife has the re- you know it's her house too, and I'm like yeah yeah Lauren's nope. teeth are chattering and she's exactly see her like the, I was I wanted to be like what do you think is happening at my house yeah do you think you can see do you think we can see our breath There's penguins just slide all over the place inside <laughs> right it's like, no Schwarzenegger's Mister li- Freeze is fucking yeah we live comfortably now. In a bit of uh, battle of the sexes, my wife is always freezing when I'm warm. That's just chicks, though. They're That's what I'm cold. saying. So, like, even at 68, Lauren will be freezing, and I'll literally be wearing shorts and a t-shirt and be warm. Mm-hmm. But, no, funny thing, now that Lauren's got that ICD in there, and it's keeping her heartbeat better, she said to me that she's like, yeah, my hands and feet are now warm. Better I'm circulation. like, yeah, you've, got, you've had shitty circulation. You had a weird heart. Maybe all chicks just got weird hearts. Black. Black hearts. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you want to open next? Maybe, I mean, let's see where we're at. I always got to check the time. Maybe I'll, I don't want to do it. I shouldn't have put this up here, but I did. Yeah, we're at a halfy. We can, I suppose. Pick up the pace on the bourbons, huh? I suppose, yeah, we don't, I mean. Nah. We don't need to get annihilated on the show. Oh, no, of course not. We I don't do want to sound too fancy here, but let's just go for the Eagle Rare. Eagle Rare. Let's see here. What is significant about Eagle Rare, if anything? Um, boy, I didn't know I'd be put on the spot with questions about bourbon on a bourbon podcast. <laughs> <sighs> I think we had this one. We were we were when we played Mario Golf the last time. I think if I remember, I think that this was the yeah. last one we tried, and I remember liking it thoroughly. A damn furnace, dude. <clears throat> Either way, I don't know. This nothing... one's this one's aged for ten years. Um, it's it's also coming out of Buffalo Trace, so oh, it's just part of that family. Yeah. So it's it's funny because its name is Eagle Rare, and it's becoming rare, just like anything else that's coming out of Buffalo Trace. It's all because of them selling it. People like we hinted at earlier. Everyone was like, "What, Pappy Van Winkle?" Mm-hmm. Rare bourbon coming out of Buffalo Trace. Let's buy everything that Buffalo Trace makes and then drive up the price of those. Yeah, like we we're talking about, like bourbon's coming becoming kind of a hot commodity, and so yeah, if, if Buffalo Trace becomes the desirable brand, then well, bourbon because what bourbon is becoming is you can go into any liquor store, at least around here. This is true for where we are. You can go into a liquor store, especially like a Total Wine. And they have expensive-ass scotches behind locked glass that are expensive, but not exactly rare. They're just expensive. For, and I don't know. I don't, I don't know much about scotch or, you know, cognacs or shit like that. But they, they're rare, and they're held behind lock and key. And then if you want to find a rare bourbon, you pretty much got to be like, yo... You got anything in the back room? And then you actually have to be in good standing with the people <laughs> for them to be like, 
yeah, let me show you, or no, fuck off. They make you walk through a metal detector. And... Yeah, so the funny <laughs> thing is, is you got all these expensive spirits that they're just like, yeah, here, we're, we'll, yeah, sure, it's locked up, but uh, we're going to let you see it. When it comes to bourbon, they're like, nah, we're not even going to let you see it. Like, I talked to the guy at Total Wine up in Madison, and, you know, I became a member and all that stuff, mm-hmm. because, and he said, you know, bourbons, he's like, if we get rare bourbons, they're in the back, and VIPs get first access. He's like, we don't even, they're not... They're not shown that they're even here. It's like you only know you'll only know if they're here is if you become a VIP just by spending a boatload of money. I wonder if it's just a capacity thing or if this is all like like a manufactured sort of scarcity. You know what I'm saying? Well, sure. Uh, Pappy Van Winkle they only make a certain number. Obviously, yeah, you got to do it a little bit, but like I remember when we went to Angels Envy, they, they said that like because because the shit's got to age, yeah, it's got to oh, sit. Yes, in, that's it's the gotta, next point. Yeah, it's got to sit in a barrel for how long? Minimum. Minimum eight. Minimum, I believe, or six? Was it six or something eight? Something like that. It's it's somewhere in it, several years. It has to sit. It so has to sit. Well, like because Angels Envy is, I think it's eight, and then it's finished, or maybe it's it's six or eight people. But then <laughs> Angels Envy, they finish their expressions in port wine uh, uh, well their their normal expression is then finished in port wine barrels for like another two years then they've got you know the rye whiskey which is finished in caribbean rum casks i've got the angel's envy that's finished in tawny port barrels you know so but from a business perspective you know yeah you can't anticipate supply especially pappy which they have what 12 15 and 23 year old expressions Mm mm-hmm that's under Pappy Van Winkle. Then they have their old Rip Van Winkle, which is, I think, like 10 and 15 year, or maybe it's 15 and 20. But yeah, 20, especially 20 years ago, Pappy Van Winkle wasn't popular. Yeah. You know? So Bourdain if, helped push it along uh, unknowingly. Oh, just because he had it on a show or something like that? Well, he, he ordered it on, he was on one of his shows, he ordered it, but he didn't say it by name. Because he didn't want to. He did to. that a lot with a lot of shit on his shows. He's like, I'm not even going to say the name of this place because everybody will ruin it or whatever. But yeah. Well, and that's what happened. People yeah. found out that the rare bourbon, because it was still rare. It's just nobody really cared back then. And he ordered it, and somehow people found out it was Pappy Van Winkle. And, you know, Bourdain at that point could told you to eat a plate of dirt and you'd have done it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. And, and next thing you know, Pappy Van Winkle, you know, the, the youngest expression... You know, if you find it on the second-hand market, still might cost you $1,500 for a bottle that's only supposed to MSRP at around $39, $49, bucks, something like that. I don't know. That's ridiculous. Yeah. They encourage you to report to the Triple B if a liquor store is selling it for way, way inflated prices. But then, the you know, I keep seeing on whiskey boards that I'm a part of, or that I just... You know, uh, lurk that you know, like Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York. They have lottery systems. Oh, to yeah. where you can I suppose that's the you can win the chance to purchase and add a markup. Not a not a super high markup, but you might you might have to be you know a one in five hundred chance to win the chance to buy a bottle for like three four hundred bucks. To so say yeah, they can't control the secondary market, but yeah. And there are some lotteries where people get them at MSRP and, you know, and then turn praise be to those for, places. Yeah. Because, like, if you find it at a bar, a bar can charge you 80 bucks for, you know, like a one half ounce pour of Pappy. Yeah. So That's why what, would they want to sell the bottle for 
so little when they can make so much more off of it. Yeah. Drinking well, this Eagle Rare. It's... And that, well, that's the, and the thing about this Eagle Rare, sorry to cut you off, is I just I found this at the liquor store before I even knew it was super rare. Oh. And then found out, and then I was like, oh, sweet. I guess I got lucky when I bought it. Because it was Eagle Rares. This is one of the first four bottles I bought. It's very good. It's it's very similar to the Buffalo Trace, and if the, that makes sense, if you bring up that it's kind of part of that stable. But um, I would say... A little say more of a bite to it. All right. It's got a warmth that hovers yeah. at uh, the back of your tongue it's and in your throat. I say I wouldn't call it a bite, but there's definitely a, yeah, a little well, bit. Yeah, was... Bite makes me feel like it would be a shittier bourbon. It's just this one's just a tiny bit different. I guess it just depends on how you, what you mean by bite. All I mean by bite is to say it's not as buttery it's, smooth. Yeah, it's less buttery. It's more citrus. I would put it that way. It kind of gives you... It, on taste, it's more like orange. I love the smell of it. Like I said, I can't really smell that great, but cinnamony kind of. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of. It does have a stronger smell than mm-hmm. the regular Buffalo Trace. It's very good. Yeah. But I, I always, I, I think I remember when we did our tasting at Angels. I mean, I, I asked about it, like that, the difficulty of. You know, did they anticipation anticipate? And the dude did. I don't think he answered me. Oh really. no, he well, he sort of said. He said, you know, because the Angels Envy Distillery, they was that was what newly built for only a few years. You know, they had yeah. to they had to get bigger. Yeah, he he said he what he said is we're trying. I think I think that's yeah. what he said is you know we're trying. They're trying to make well, yeah, as much as they can. There's no way you could prepare for that. But it's like that's got to be stressful as tits because like. How are you supposed to prepare for a, a huge glut of like, you know, demand? And yeah. then, you know, so say like, yeah, right now bourbon's the hot shit, but four years from now, six years from now, whatever, maybe gin's the hot shit or some, you know, some shit like that. And ain't nobody trying to get bourbon anymore. And then all of a sudden you were, you know, you budgeted and made a shitload of bourbon that isn't flying off the shelves anymore. And, you know. Yeah. And. That's there was a there was a long period of time where bourbon wasn't the hot shit at oh, all. Yeah. There was I mean it's same thing with craft beer and shit like that. It's kind of the same story where it's like that's it's got to be just the one of the most strenuous or not strenuous but stressful parts of that the business side of distilling, brewing, all that sort of shit is just like I hope people still like this when it's ready. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Imagine <laughs> imagine putting barreling your whole supply and then going well, yeah. Eight years from now, who knows? Yeah, it's, you know, that's just hope, just betting on the future. That Jeez, yeah, it's like people... a stock market. It's a gamble. It's what yeah, it is. But it's a very long gamble. It's not. It's it's not going to pay off for well, several like, years. And I don't know about how their supply works because maybe their suppliers start charging a little more for the grains or whatever yeah. they're using. Anything, all the the malt, the yeah. you know the uh, the corn, anything that. Anything that could go up in price, this that's just would scare the supply and demand. It would scare the shit out of me as a business person. Just like fuck, you know, just the idea that like, I mean, and even like the startup costs. Well, that's what I was just about to say. I saw I saw some stuff about you know people that are opening up their own distilleries, and it's like just imagine opening up a distillery. How long it would take first to get. To, to make a product that you're okay with selling and then making stuff each year for eight years until your first batch is ready to sell to the public. Yeah. The immediate overhead costs are staggering. Did you, 
yeah, you're basically just you don't see a return on your investment for yeah, almost six, a eight decade. Years. Yeah, and like, then imagine like, imagine people don't like it. Yeah. Oh shit! And then it falls flat, and you're like, well, sorry everyone. Yeah, that was. I got uh, time to shut this shit down. <laughs> it's kind of it's interesting. I got that small batch stuff that uh, that was given to me. That like, what was it called? Longwood. Or no. whatever, something like that. Yeah, that. But that stuff is really good. It's really good. Yeah, that's. Um, but that's like a little craft guy in Illinois. Maybe. I'll, oh, is it? Maybe yeah. When we we do the split here, think of a song you might want to play in the middle of this. We'll we'll continue to do that. We'll have a break in the middle. Speaking of which, I'll just check if we're at the. We're actually kind of at that point. We're at. We've been recording for almost forty-five minutes. So, this is a standard length episode of the kind of my thing. So if you think of a song to play in the middle of it, because I'll just go and I'll grab a song and throw it right, throw it right in the middle as like a break, because I can only record hour-long chunks at a time. Oh, okay. I was like, I don't, I don't even know what you're saying to me right now. Yeah, well, if we did, it, go we, ahead. did it, we did it with the with your Greek one. We did? Yeah. Mm. Zero to Hero. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It seemed like forever ago because of the COVID. Well, that was all the way back in... Was that like summer or something? I don't know. It was definitely better weather, so it was yeah. either, yeah, spring or summer. Yeah, you put. I mean, I. In order to, ha- I I can't think of really a song that fits the theme of bourbon. I mean, and plus, I'm not really a big country fan because that one of the hot songs right now is that Tennessee whiskey song. But fuck that. I don't know anything about exactly. Music, I mean, so. it's a hot song right now, but it could be literally anything. It no, have... I know. I'm just trying to yeah. fit like the zero to hero. Obviously, that fit the theme. Yeah, <laughs> you know, fit the theme perfect. But yeah, I don't know if anyone has songs about like I love bourbon. Yeah, I can't think of one. I don't Neither know. can I. Yeah. So <laughs> you can think about it after. I'll, I'll... No, I mean, if we're gonna just go with a song. All right, let's go uh, No Surrender, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Okay, I'll go and get it and I'll throw it in there. (laughs) Don't surrender. Don't surrender. My nigga just under your business. Surrender, make 
band, me play band. Gotta watch them fuck or sleeping. Put them in they band, gotta make gaping. Tell them me retain, gotta get mine every time. Let them be up every nine nine. So nigga get up as a crime. Gotta be more coppers dying in the line. I'm fucking with thugs when I'm sticking my drugs. Fucking nigga be in my nigga. Fucking gonna rip them guts and lay your head in blood. Better check yourself next time you test and try to smoke a nigga. Bitch, remember me killer, me no surrender. Me no surrender. Nigga, me no surrender. second half alright give, give me yours a couple more burbs <clears throat> we're gonna we're gonna oh. fire off that uh, or we could do you wanted to do the Weller I do alright I'd I'm say gonna get, let me get the f- what well was, are we getting new glasses for the Weller yeah well, you got two right there that's why I'm grabbing yours oh okay I'm on top of it alright <clears throat> so this is that uh, same Mash bill, you were saying. So yeah, so this is just, this is the Weller Special Reserve. It is coming in at ninety proof, and it's the original weeded bourbon. Now, so Pappy Van Winkle is a weeded bourbon, so it's still got its fifty one percent corn, but then it's made with a lot of wheat. Now, so also, it should be a little bit sweeter with the at with the addition of the wheat. So. Weller, right here, this is the same mash bill as Pappy. This is the same ingredients in these same proportions. It's just not aged as long. Alright. Let's, Let's give her a go. Yeah. So, yeah. So Basically, this is... it's. Now, it's, I did have to... like Everything Buffalo... Well, especially Weller. Let's say, I remember you saying... When it's coming come, with, a, with a, a price tag that's... You know, some people would be like, I can't believe you did that. And then other people would go, well, this is the times we're living in. If you enjoy it. Well, yeah, that's another thing. I didn't. It's a shoe we got it. If you, if you I want to go do crazy, it, do it. I didn't go crazy on it. I've spent more on, yeah. on bottles. But, like I said, it, this is supposed to MSRP for like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Uh, there we go. Let's get that open. Krizak in it. Dump, please do not. You can do whatever you want. So I don't give a shit about that. Okay. Unless your dump truck has decided to join us because Chrissy is neglecting him. Based on looking at it already, it's a little, just a tad more ambery than uh, the first two. The regular old buff and then the, the eagle. It's just a, I might be, I might be fucking insane, but it feels like it's a little darker. By it feels it like feels like yeah, it feels darker. Listen, by it feels like it looks like. <laughs> now this is one of those acquisitions where you're like, ah, I hope it's the shit. 
I hope this is great. I hope it doesn't suck. This is virgin taste right here. Oh yeah. It's definitely it's like spicier on the on the nostrils. Which I appreciate. I kinda tend to like a bit of a bit more spicier, like I have a bottle of that rye. Mm-hmm. That shit was really good. I still haven't cracked it open because I'm just saving it for a good spot to open. I've got the rye right there. Because that shit's really good. But... So, fuck! Alright, anyway. God <laughs> damn it! So, we, yeah, we probably just talked for like 20 minutes. Yeah, probably about Well, 20. where the hell do we leave off? I don't know. I'm not even going to go back and even check. Like, it, it recorded for a few minutes, but... We broke into that weller. I don't know how far along we got it, but we we busted into the weller. It's, I think, what we were doing before. You, this fucking sucks. You could have got it all fucking live as it happened. This, God damn it. This happens way too Man, much in this stupid dude, fucking app. Adam said the funniest shit that ever happened in the world. I mean, you just got to take <laughs> the word for it, right? Yeah, yeah. He, Netflix would have given him an $80 million deal off of what he was riffing. Revolutionized. Recorded I mean, fucking media. Yeah, dude. Um, but anyway, yeah, the Weller they were they were drinking good as fuck. The special Reserve Weller. Yeah. Because there, there's a there's oh and well, funny thing is is yeah the stuff that's lost will never get back. But now we can add stuff that I didn't say the first time. Sure. Like there's uh there's a couple different expressions of the Weller. You know, you got the Green Label Special Reserve, then you got the Antique. Oh, I think it's 107 proof, Red Label. You got the Blue Label, which. I'm forgetting what that one means only because I saw somebody post an image of it where they they altered it to post the uh, Biden or no the sorry the um, uh, what's that old guy the New Hampshire Bernie 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 Sanders you know there's that image going around right now where Bernie was sitting mm-hmm. you know so they they posted that over it and so now I can't remember what that is but then there's like a black label there's a cream label there's a Craft your, there's a CYPB, Craft Your Perfect Bourbon. But yeah, there's a couple different well, wellers that I would love to get my hands on. Well, we're drinking, yeah, like you said, the green label. Green, the special reserve. Which is probably what, the standard stuff? This, yeah, this is, so it says special reserve. Basically, it might as well just say this is their normal shit. <laughs> this is the standard weller. Regular. Yeah, yeah, this is regular. <laughs> But it's good as fuck, and I remember... Spicy? Yeah. It's got a spice note, you gotta like spice. It's more spicy than you would think, I guess, if there's... If Pappy is typically a more wheat-heavy Well, and what we did say is softer, smoother. And Uh now that I'm reading the back of it, which I have done, and just don't remember, it says that it has a softer, smoother taste that became very popular. Pappy Van Winkle eventually merged Weller's namesake with the Stitzel Distillery... Blah, blah, blah. A bunch of old stuff back there, but yeah. So this is coming out of distilled, aged, and bottled by Buffalo Trace, Frankfort, Kentucky. It's got a super, yeah, super soft, super velvety mouthfeel, but then it has more of a spicy sort of cinnamony sort of uh, taste. It's not, yeah, it doesn't, it's it's cool. It's kind of like a dual... It's like a dual threat, I guess, because kind of the... Kind of the way the bourbons we've had before that one kind of all goes. Like if it's kind of the velvety mouthfeel, it typically has more of a buttery, smooth, creamier taste. And then there's the thinner ones that are have a little bit more bite that are more citrusy and spicy. And at least it, like from... Well, and 
I mean, if it's a smoother mouthfeel, that adds to the experience. And I would think, I guess in my experience, the sm the smoother the that it feels, it you al you almost trick yourself into thinking that it tastes better because it's such a pleasant experience. Oh, mouthfeel is huge. Well, yeah. So feels... what I'm saying is something might if something tastes similar but one has a better mouthfeel, then you're like, oh, that one's way better, even though they might taste. Very similar. New England IPA in beer is all mouthfeel. Like it's, it, I shouldn't say it's all mouthfeel, but it's like it has like a softer, more juicy sort of. It's not as crisp and tart as like traditional IPAs are. So it's, I mean, so yeah, that, it is interesting to note all these bourbons that just they they do have tons of variances that you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think that, I mean, I guess at a, at a super fucking high level face value, you wouldn't think that, like, well, how different could they be really? But if you're in, under the right circumstances and with the right knowledge, they differ like crazy. It's, yeah, I mean, the, the one thing when it comes to bourbon is it depends when when you walk into the liquor store, just understand that just because it's on the top shelf doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Just because it's $80 a bottle doesn't mean it's going to be that great, you know? <clears throat> there mm -hmm. are... There are a bunch of bottles that are would be in the mid to low range that are actually very good. I feel like that's it's kind of that way with a lot of stuff. Like I remember when I I used to I drank rum for a while, and rum was kind yeah, of the same Limon, way. Yeah, you know that's why I drank Limon and Coke. Limon is a rum. Yeah, but it's just rums. Period. Like if you know if it's got a flashy label or if you've heard of it or something like that, it's typically like lower quality. But mm -hmm. like it's you know some. Some crappy looking bottle with a shitty label on it, or something like that. You know that that's probably the better rum you should get. You know the which because the the gen or the general consensus in the you know is that somebody you know less money put into marketing it or packaging it means more money put into producing it. You would think. I mean, doesn't necessarily have to be the case, right. but. Well, but what's another way to get uh, a subpar product off the shelves is put it in a very flashy... Like we talked about earlier, yeah. yeah. A fucking skull bottle or something like that. Or, oh, you know, like... yeah. I mean, I've never... I mean, there's a chance that that stuff is really good, but, you know... It's always like vodka, where it's like... I mean, I don't know. I It's like I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth right now. It's like... You know, I'm saying like, wow, there's so much diversity in bourbon, and it yeah, all tastes. I don't even know what that phrase means. Talking out of both sides of your mouth. You only got one mouth. What's that? Yeah, well, <laughs> what does it that mean? means I'm saying one thing, and then I'm saying you're another thing. You're kind that's... of contradicting yourself. Yeah, I've contra... never heard yeah. that phrase before. It's a horse of peace, I'll tell you. <laughs> um, but it's like, yeah, there's all this different diversity in the taste of bourbon, but it's like I don't want to believe that about vodka. But it just could be just I'm not educated oh, to the particulars about vodka that make well, it taste different. And we were know, talking like... about the different bottle shapes of bourbon, and you know, and I, oh, man, I can't remember the one. There's a bourbon that is it's got a really cool bottle, but it is very weird. It's got a a it, so I'm gonna start from the top to the bottom. It's the only way I can explain it real well. It's got a very long. I mean, I'm talking like an eight inch stem. Of a, of a thing and then at the bottom it is a it shoots out to a very wide shallow maybe a two inch i don't, what would you call that a bowl just with a reservoir yeah the reservoir <laughs> is only maybe two inches high but it sticks out like six seven inches 
Hmm. And then it's got a very long spout. Yeah. And it's just an interesting bottle. You know, maybe maybe my dimensions are off. It might even be... Yeah, it might be... Be pain in the ass to get the last of it out of there or something, probably. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. like, you know, there, there are... there Some bourbons have pretty interesting bottles. I mean, you know, yeah. Like I said, with Angel's Envy, it's not round. An Angel's Envy bottle isn't round. It's got the two... The front and the back are flat. It's definitely unique in the bourbon world. I'll oh, yeah. That, yeah, it's... It's the, it doesn't look like most of the other you know, most other bourbons as far as I'm ones we're looking at here they kind of have all a similar look but not the same. Whereas it, Angel's Envy does is unique on the shelf. I mean yeah, you know, Larceny has kind of got this weird this cool shape. It also has flat front and back. It's kind of reminiscent of it. it has that kind of like that keyhole on the label and the bottle kind of mimics that. Right. And then you can get into your Woodford Reserves. A lot of those bottles are flat-faced. Those are the the coat pocket bottles. Yeah, I have the smaller, the 375. But yeah, then... And then your Elijah Craig. But, I mean, when you're looking at all these, they are still very similar. But then you got Angel's Envy, which is slender and tall. Mm-hmm. You know... I'm always intrigued by that sort of stuff, like packaging and shit like that, and just, like, setting yourself apart from the other guys beyond what is actually in the bottle, because everybody would like to say that, like, well, we'll just, our, you know, what's inside the bottle, or what's, it, what's, for itself. Yeah, yeah. What, what's in the can, what's in, it's like, at the end of the day, when you have so much competition, there has to be something about how but you also have it. to understand psychology. Yeah. Because people can trick themselves into, because something... If they think something looks super cool, they might trick themselves into having a better experience. Yeah. That's you know, true. like, uh, what's the the New uh, New Orleans beer company that's got that Voodoo Witch Doctor on it? You know? Oh, Voodoo Ranger? Vo- no. There's no. Voodoo Ranger. But I'm it's talking New the, Belgium, I think. The, I'm talking, it's a New Orleans, of, it starts with an A, but they got, it's called Purple Haze, the beer. Oh yeah, Remember, but it's um, got that it's got that voodoo person in it. But it's like he's in purple, and then there's yellows, and it's bright, swirling colors. It's just, I mean, I bought it based on the color. When I bought that bottle, that bottle of it in a, in a make your build your own six pack, I bought that bottle because I'm like, God damn, that artwork is awesome. Yeah. And it was like a raspberry IPA or whatever. Sure, it wasn't that great. Or well, no, that's sorry, that's a disservice. It was good. <laughs> It wasn't anything super special, is my point, but it was a good beer. It's a beer I would drink again. But the packaging blew me away. And then you look at all the other things coming out of it. I mean, Carbon 4, you know, up mm-hmm. here in Wisconsin. You've yeah. got... They have interesting art. Fantasy. Fantasy Factory does have the benefit of being a very good IPA. Mm-hmm. I love it. It's very good, yeah. And then it's got... It's got what? It's got a cat riding a unicorn... It's a very lasers and shit. It's a very like 2013 internet meme sort of. Oh sure. Yeah, it's it's of its time, but it 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 grabs your eye on the shelf. That's for sure. But yeah, like I was saying, it's that part of it has always kind of intrigued me. The like the marketing and advertising aspect of it, of the design portion of that too, because it's not all incredibly cynical. Well, what do we got to do to just make people want this? It's like there's an artistic point of that point to that as well. And I don't know what the listener did or did not hear of our part that 
didn't get recorded, but I mean, yeah, like you. So you go Angel's Envy with a slender bottle, but then it's got the Angel's wing on the back. You know, that's sort of reminiscent of a whore. Yeah. You know, a lot of whores like yeah. to get Angel's wings on yeah, their that, shoulder that blades. Whore tattoo, yeah. But <laughs> it looks here good it in the works. bottle. Here it works, you yeah. know. You got the Bell Mead, which, you know, it's got... Was and it's got kind of a shiny foil to it, right? Yeah, I mean the label itself's got like horses and stuff. It looks very traditional. Yeah, it's a traditional. You know, you got the buffalo trace, and look at their logo is a buffalo, but like in a on a ripped piece of paper. Yeah, it looks like. Yeah, but like one of Buffalo's taglines is the only the only bourbon with balls because you can see the testicles of the buffalo on the label. Yeah, you know, but then like okay, you got this Weller just a simple it's got a green label it says weller in cursive in a nice font i'll tell you if i knew absolutely next to nothing about that but like i mean if if i was just from just from looking at that i, I immediately want to think like that's an irish whiskey just because oh, yeah? it's a green label it's yeah. an it's a it's a nice like cursive font and shit like that now but, eagle rare very t it's a round bottle a typical round bottle, very tall, very narrow, it's but it has a back label on it, but on the front, it's actually, what's that? It's like frosted. Etched or printed or something in the, yeah, into the glass, and it's got an eagle. It looks, it's like, faux, like, this isn't to disparage it at all, it's a very good bourbon, but oh yeah, it's, that's like laser etched in there. Yeah. But it's like, it's in the shape of a bottle that like, Arbor Mist or some other <laughs> shit comes in yeah. like that that's yeah. what it... well and when you're talking about bottles like think about wine wines are usually in the same bottle it might yeah. vary by size whether you want to get us a, a normal bottle of wine or you want to be my wife and get like damn gallon or whatever <laughs> but then you got this bottle of four roses right short stout but then it's got four, it's got roses that are in the glasswork yeah, it, you know, so it, like a, it causes a shine, like a glass stamp or so, I don't know. Somehow, glass got, etching, or, yeah, yeah. But then, like the same thing, you got the bullet here, and we do it. The bullet, it does have at the bottom a orange wraparound label, but it says Bullet Bourbon Frontier Whiskey, just in the glass with no, no color. It's just the glass that molded i don't know where you can yeah, read yeah. it but you have to you have to hold it and move it to read it yeah it's it's interesting the, the way these go i i always just found that the same thing with anything literally anything that anyone may you know i was okay oh, oh, jesus oh, oh. all right you dick <laughs> um but yeah i always think of that stuff as far as Especially with through the lens of like beer, because craft beer is always like you know, and just craft you know, anything worth its weight or, or worth it worth your time is gonna is gonna try and grab your attention in some way, shape, or form. And I feel like it kind of starts with the packaging. Yeah, you got this basil, basil, basil. I don't even know basil Hayden's, which to me reminds me of Link from Legend of Zelda because you got. You got like a, it's got like a tunic on it. It's it it's may, got a jacket or like a poncho. I don't know something that goes over your head but doesn't. Yeah. 
leaves your arms bare. That one's very and then it's got a belt. Uh, it's for whatever reason that one's making me think of like uh, like a fryer. That's yeah. Yeah. A fr- I, yes, I thought the exact same thing, but then I also I went away from that to the the link type thing. But yeah. yeah, fryer. That's a great way to say it. It's like a. It's like it's wearing a yeah, like a tunic or something. Yeah. Dump. You're being. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And then you know, again, we go talk about the makers, and they're like, "All right, we we pour hot wax over all our shit." Yeah. That's what we're known that's for. That's just what we Y'all do. Y'all like hot wax? We got it. <laughs> you like red wax? It's there. Here you go. It. It. it, it I gotta admit, it, it that attributes nothing to like. I mean, obviously, it creates a secondary seal over the cap, but, um, I mean, they used to do that back in the day when seals on corks and shit were not as, you know, you couldn't depend on a cork to be a reliable seal, so you waxed it. Mm-hmm. But nowadays, we got fucking, you know. And we met the guy who's his. His cousin is the master distiller at Maker's Mark. We met that the master distiller at Maker's Mark. Think of that guy. We met his cousin. <laughs> <laughs> he's the guy who turns bourbon barrels into fucking furniture and shit. And he's not the main guy. No, he was. He just worked. He there. was that dude's father-in-law. Yeah. So, so look, look, you guys. We can't. You know, we're yeah, basically we, best buds. We know people, right? We know people <laughs> that know people that make bourbon. So no big deal. <laughs> Yeah, these are all really... I mean, do we want to try one more? I'll try two? however many you want. But again, I mean, we were talking about a theme. Like, yeah, how do you get into th- anything? What I did is just... Well, how do you get into bourbon? How do you... You know, when I was thinking about how how do I get into bourbon, if I want to be known as a, a person who knows bourbon, who likes bourbon, how do you do it? Well, short answer is, just go buy a bunch of bourbon. <laughs> Sample it, get to know them. Yeah. Taste them. Appreciate them. You know? Sure, yeah. And then then you can share it with other people. And next thing you know, hey, you're like, hey, he's the guy that's got the bourbon. Find, yeah, find like-minded individuals. And it's not that hard these days anymore, I suppose, if you want to use the internet. But Oh, yeah. I already like, mentioned earlier, I go on the whiskey page of Reddit because the bourbon page itself is not curated that well. So I go on the whiskey page and have to sort through until I find the people that are talking about bourbon. Hobbies and interests are important. Like, you can't just be sitting on your phone, like, and we're, it sounds, like I said, talking up both sides of my mouth here a little bit, but it's like, it's, it's, you advocate, like, find people online and find interesting things online and do that sort of stuff. But don't only do that. Go out and actually do the things that you're also, you know, reading about all the time on the internet. So oh, yeah. Like, you, there has to be a dynamic of your life that's actually action. I know? said I I said to my wife the other day, I said, you know what men need? Men need tasks. Yeah. If I come home and I have nothing to do, I just sit on the couch. You know, I, I'm weary and tired from a long day at work. But, you know, if I have something that's I can do, working with my hands, if I have something where I can get a power tool out to create something, yeah, I like doing that type of thing. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't, you Everybody need something to occupy it. your time. Everybody you need something is. to occupy your mind. Yeah. Create something. Make something. Alter something. And you, you just always should be doing... Trying to find an outlet to do all that sort of stuff. That's been my entire life, anyway. Yeah, meanwhile, I'm just buying bourbons. You got this asshole who, over here who's creating beer. 
Oh, that's fantastic a, beer. It's a much more. It's a much different process. Oh, what? Believe me, if what, I could making just... beer is a different process than handing money over to somebody <laughs> and they hand me a bottle. Yeah, it is a different process. Well, I would love to. Like, <laughs> believe me, I've I've honestly kind of thought like because you can buy stills, you can buy stills to make your like so. I've honestly like thought like well I mean it's the process is pretty similar but it's it's mu- it's it's that time factor yeah it's that like you know if I really were to invest myself it's like I could just make a bunch of fucking shitty moonshine and then just like yeah, yeah here we go we got rocket fuel and we could drink that but it's like I don't want to drink rocket fuel I want to drink good stuff that is new has nuanced flavors and has aged and you know has the tender love and care but like. Do I really want to invest that much time and then to maybe uncork it after four, six years or whatever? And then it's like, yeah, it tastes like shit. You know? It's right. like, do you really want to like... Right. It's one of those like, I'll just leave it to the guys who already made that commitment and have mastered it. And, you know, I, it's just distilling is one of the... Beer is one of those right. things. The turnaround on a beer is like, I brewed it and two weeks later I could drink it and, well... If it tasted like shit, well, like, you know, it's so what? It was a couple of weeks. It wasn't well, and a, it people wasn't, are, so many people are already drinking shitty beer as it is. Yeah, so it's it, true. And it's just one of those things, like, the the amount of time I have to wait to see if the return on my investment was worth it is very small compared to something like this, so. I mean, I, you actually lead me into this thought, you know, like, uh, that guy <clears throat> we know working at the fact, or the... The furniture place, oh, it's not a furniture place is the right way to say it. Louisville has got this guy who makes furniture, handcrafted furniture out of bourbon barrels. And we were we were fortunate enough to just stumble into his shop and didn't get to meet him, but met, you know, his father-in-law, who whose cousin, <laughs> Maker's Mark Master Distiller. But, you know, then there was a, a used barrel, empty, oh, but that had Pappy in it, and he... You know, he told us, he's like, oh, stick your head in there, see how long you can breathe. And, man, the, just the pure ethanol coming out of that wood was insane. And then he, that guy was cool enough to give us some bourbon staves as souvenirs to come yeah. home with. And now, you know, I, I got your wife that bowl gift as a wedding present, and then my wife went down there as part of her job. Well, went through there on her way to Atlanta, and now I have a couple things from there and i plan on i actually do plan on per, when i get you know my next property or the property that i want to stay in for a while as my actual home home instead of an investment property i do want to try to get a lot of bourbon furniture you know for the basement or whatever and if it costs a lot it costs a lot that's what happens you know this guy's putting his time and his effort into making some fantastic things I was flirting with asking uh, Lauren if she still had his contact info to oh. try and get a barrel. She does have his contact info. To potentially just have a barrel to age beer in and do bourbon barrel aged stouts or something oh, like nice. that. I was, I, I've been toying with that idea, but I actually listened to uh, the Brewlosophy podcast. Shouts out to those guys, even though they don't really need it. Jesus, Dump, quit being a dick. Just walking around being all fucking having a mohawk and shit right now jesus wow <laughs> just psyched himself up for no reason <laughs> yeah what do we got oh yeah 8 30 at night that's prime at, at my house i call it whippy tail time oh 
What what was that? Just attacked the wall for no just reason. Just attack. Yep. <laughs> Something about that part of the wall. Um. But yeah, about a barrel aged. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about getting a barrel. Um. There's a lot of ins and outs and what have yous that go along with like trying to age beer in a in a wood barrel. But I'd be willing to tackle it if I could get a barrel. That's the problem is procuring a barrel is difficult. One that's been used that isn't either A, going to be reused or destroyed immediately. Or dismantled, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's like getting a hold of a barrel is kind of difficult. So. Huh, well I imagine you'd probably actually have to go about it the same way the, the guy does. You'd have to contact a, a distillery and say, I'm willing to purchase a used barrel. Pretty much. And, it's, and, and then also then the hard part about after that is transporting it shipping it and then we're we're up here in the in the real north yeah and it's yeah it's just an expensive sort of i might just never kind of cross that bridge but i entertain the idea oh what are you talking i plan on going back down there and on points you know you if the opportunity were yeah exactly if the opportunity were to present itself i'm not going to actively chase it right now no no no, i I get what you're saying so but it's it's definitely something i've wood aging beer is something I'd like to do. Um, but yeah, uh, barrel aged stouts are kind of a hot thing. Mm-hmm. It's kind of going the other way now, though. Like beer is kind of going. It used to. It's for a while. It's been like the Russian Imperial fucking fourteen yeah, percent. Those suck. Double IPA fucking eleven percent IPAs. And shit. And like I've had some doubles too. And yeah. You're like God. I can't even barely drink this. You can drink two of them and then you're toast for the night or something but now it's kind of going the other way where it's like how about a five percent you know a nice kolsch or you know something a little lighter something a little crisper something that you can appreciate and enjoy more than four yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's get one more of these in here i don't know you you... no 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 you get to pick i i'm happy i got i finally opened the weller let's go after that four roses you still got that god yeah there you go that small batch four roses which so yeah, it's the small batch four roses. Where where's it at? Where I got it? Right there. And I do have a normal bottle of four roses, but this small batch coming in again, it's coming in at ninety proof. Crafted, it's Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. It's crafted from four select bourbons out of four roses. It's a blend, yeah. And that's coming from Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. And it really doesn't say any. I mean, it says handcrafted on the neck label. But it, on the back of this label, it, that's all it says. Distilled and aged by Four Roses, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. And then it's got its government warning, and it's got its UPC. It doesn't have an explanation. It doesn't try to tell you that this is coming from, you know, pre-prohibition. It doesn't try to tell you that this is coming from a distillery that's been around since before the Revolution. It just says, hey, here we go. This is Four Roses Small Batch. <laughs> and it is super good. I recommend it to anybody. It's yeah, not like, God, this is this is such a good bourbon. It's not like super high price shit either, right? Oh, not at all. Yeah, not at all. This, I think I just saw it. I mean, this might at the liquor store I was just at. This is coming at you maybe thirty six, thirty five bucks, maybe less thirty. It's this super is, good. Yeah. There, now, I do want to try the bottle for sixty five bucks. It's small batch select. Hmm. But, and the only reason I want to try it is because this regular small batch is so damn tasty. 
Yeah. So damn tasty. So, like, what's your small batch select going to have to offer? I would like to try the, because we just had the, uh, the Weller, and until the Weller, I think that's been the favorite. So, it's like, I'd like to kind of, I'm kind of, I'm remembering what the Weller tastes like, and I'd like to have the, the Four Roses to see. Uh, so yeah, for me, I think that, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, the Weller is, the Weller is great, but I think my two favorites... I know that Bell Mead is is top two. If it's the Four Roses and the Bell Mead for me, then that's what it is. But that Weller is still also very good. But you can't. I mean, this Four Roses. It was just such a pleasant surprise. It's you can't beat that. You can't beat something that's. You just bought it and you're like, holy shit, is this good? Yeah. It just kind of, from what I remember, it's just very uh, balanced. It's got a little bit of everything for everyone. Yeah, it's it, for me. It's it is nice and sweet. Not too sweet though. I want to make sure that's known. It's and it's it's nice and smooth. It's velvety. It it doesn't sting. Yeah. I mean, to 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 those who are not used to drinking a, a neat spirit, it will sting. But once you get over that, which we talked about with the swish, mm -hmm. and you know. There is no, like we said earlier, there's no wrong way to drink bourbon, but I would always, what I would say is just try it neat. Just to, just to try to appreciate what it is on its own. I mean, but if, and then if you want to do anything else to it, I'm not, like I said, I'm not going to judge you. We'd be lying if there isn't a little bit of like a Stockholm Syndrome kind of thing that you got to like, to drink spirits neat. Because you got to go through the process of like learning how to do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, I get what you're saying. Yeah, no, there's, no, no. You kind of got to beat yourself into submission to do it, but well, and and we've already done that. Yeah, yes, a, sure. So yeah. I would I would say if you can do it, if you are if you can get over the alcohol, the alcoholic properties yeah, of it, that's so good. Yeah, just try it neat because again, once you can get to that, you can appreciate something the way it's made without additives. You know, there is a, hey, there also is. A, I'm not gonna lie. There is a bonus of seeming like more of a badass to your friends. Buttery, corny, corny. Yeah, it's like vanilla-y. God, this. I mean, after drinking that spicy Weller, this still might be my favorite. Yeah. I mean, I almost yeah. I definitely tasted the vanilla, mm -hmm. and when I say that, I mean I. It tasted like I just put a scoop of ice cream in my mouth. This Four Roses Select, or Small Batch, is so damn good. Yeah. Now, I mean... You I don't, don't think it's it's not as velvety smooth in the mouth as the Weller? Uh, I don't think it's... It doesn't have... The Weller is like... It, I barely even felt it in my mouth after that... After the swish. Because hmm. I'm, I'm not really feeling this either. It's almost... It's ghost-like in my mouth. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just trying to keep pumping that Weller up because it was really good. But <laughs> no, it, you don't have to pump the Weller up. But I'm just saying, I think like this is velvety smooth, at least to me. It is. It's it's it very, very very smooth. smooth. There's no there's no question that it is. It is. Its smoothness levels are adequate, but <laughs> um. But I would. I think that if I had to, I. If we went side by side, but I don't think that's the best way to try bourbons, I suppose. I, we, 
even though we did do that a couple times. I was going to say, that's why I was wondering, like, I don't know, palate cleansing, you know? I don't know, like, yeah, I don't know, you, for smells you do coffee, but then, like, smells don't typically tend to, like, linger in your nose so much. Sure. Like, with tastes, it's like, well, what would you taste to, like, cleanse your palate? I don't know, a pickle or something? And then, like, <laughs> you know, and but then you then you got pickle taste in your mouth. And there's the someone time. out there who's screaming. I'm who, sure, who yeah, like, what it is. fucking idiot. Like, yeah, like, I'm sure there's something that's, like, universally used, but. I mean, I, they're totally random, but, yeah, I remember seeing, like, people that would taste ice creams and stuff would use spoons made out of gold. What? Because the gold doesn't, uh, for some reason, it didn't impart, it didn't alter the flavor in any way. What the and fuck? then, yeah, then you're like, wait, what? Does my spoon in my drawer alter the flavor of whatever? And I like, yeah, you believe dick. in some regular old stainless steel that, like, silver that's, right, but, like, that's, <laughs> that's I just remember watching that on a program. It sounds know? like you're being a little fancy there. They gotta be made and, well, out it of was, gold. It, it, was, <laughs> it was old judges. Wearing yeah. white gloves, you know. You're, you're testing ice cream, you dandy fuck. Like, that's, <laughs> like, I need a gold spoon for my ice cream. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about think about you know people that do uh, not a normal wine tasting like that any you know Joe Schmo Yahoo can go to where you're literally you're like yeah I'm fancy I'm going to a wine tasting which just means. Yeah, I'm spending 40 bucks to go get smashed on a bunch of wine. Yeah, I'm going to go drink a bunch of wines, and then somebody will tell me what they taste like, and I'll agree. Yeah. But then you've got, like, wine competitions where you're supposed to swish the wine around and spit it into a bucket. Yeah. Gross. Ugh. But also, you just swallow the wine. Yeah, this is really good. Fuck, that's really good. Now, again, so yeah, this is the, I mean, even though we've tried it before, this is the fourth bourbon of our night, Mm -hmm. so I don't know the science behind it, but, you know, not that we're drunk by any means, but we definitely have a higher ABV now than when we started. How does that affect our flavoring? You know, how does that affect how we taste it? I'm sure it affects it just, probably not from a, like a physical or actual tactile standpoint, but just from a perceptive standpoint perception sort of thing like yeah i like all of them they're way tighter now because i'm fucking because yeah. i feel good well it's like yeah so, you know, when like, you're hammered you can definitely drink shittier beers and yeah alcohols and that's why people get fucked up throw yeah. your inhibitions to the wind and you start drinking stuff that is made very crappy so we are closing in on sort of this what would be the second half that wasn't okay. bad we we lost some time but Man, we had some gems in that lost time. Yeah. It's all right, though. We have some new gems to, to fill in that spot. I'm not so sure, man. This part, this second part, I'll tell you what, it sucked compared to that lost though. You know, let's just scrap the, <laughs> let's scrap the whole thing. Yeah, Fuck it. God <laughs> darn it. Um, but, uh, so, yeah. Uh, I guess you got any final words with regard to bourbon? Uh... Epstein didn't kill himself. Hell. <laughs> no. No, I really like bourbon, and I got into bourbon for a little bit of patriotism, but also for a little bit of sweetness. You can get into whatever spirit you want to get into, and you don't really have to have any better reasoning than that. You just, if you, part of me goes, hey, I just want to be known for like, I like bourbons. 
Bur the word bourbon, I think, sounds cool. You know? Mm -hmm. You just... That's all it is. If you want to get into something, just get into it, and then you realize. One thing I've realized as you, as I've gotten older is, if you want to be known for something, it's not just going to happen by chance. You've got to make it happen. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and that I mean, geez, that doesn't even have to be with uh, with an alcohol. You know, as to sound like a friggin' weirdo here. I would yeah to tag on or tag a little bit onto that. Like the time we live in now, it's it's easier now than ever to get into something. You know, think back in the day, but like before the internet and even before smartphones, like if you wanted to get into something, you had to actively seek out information, like you seek you out the information. The library. Yeah. Right? You, or like before that, like you, check just, out some books. you had to find a guy who fucked around with it for a while who could tell you stuff or whatever. Now it's like a quick Google search and the, the world's the wealth of information is there at your disposal to really let you know, is this worth my time or should I go somewhere else or whatever? So there's never been a better time in probably the history of humanity to get into something. So yeah. <laughs> and luckily we're talking like right now, this is really low stakes. I'm talking about a bunch of bourbons. What's the worst that can happen? I don't like them, but I drink them anyway and I enjoy a few nights. Mm -hmm. And then if I were to drink all these bottles down to the last drop and get rid of the you know, the empty bottles. All right, start over. You got what you paid for. Exactly. I, <laughs> I didn't I didn't just lose three years of my life. I yeah. didn't, you know, I didn't create something. I, you know, I mean, there is value, obviously, in creating something, but you're not failing at anything. You know, I'm just, I want to try to get into bourbon, so, like, let's buy a couple bottles. If you don't like them, use them as a mixer. Everyone can stomach a, you know, a, a bourbon and Coke or something or yeah. make it into a whiskey sour or a Boulevardier or a whole bunch of other stuff that you want to try. That's because that's also something I want to do is I want to start making bourbon cocktails and seeing how they end out, you know, see how they turn up. I bought a cocktail set and stuff like that. Let's get, let's just get into it. That's what I'm doing. Just get yeah. into it. Anything you guys want to do? Get into it. Get into it. <laughs> it's yeah, it's easy as fuck. Do it. That's yeah. That's what I did with with brewing beer and just about any other hobby is just get just pursue it and then figure it and know thyself. It's like the is that the matrix? I think it's no, the matrix. I was thinking earlier when you said that and god damn it. I think it, it's the matrix. I thought we sound like a, a moron. I think I'm telling you No, know thyself doesn't come from the matrix. Well I'm just it thinking comes of, from an early philosopher. Well yeah. But I'm saying a, I'm thinking of a movie scene where it's like cats fucking being a dick. Um, there's like a you see that sign it says it's Latin. I think it's the Matrix. It's the I think it's the Oracle telling Neo like it says know thyself or whatever. It's Latin and Neo's like oh I'll eat the cookie and I'm not the one and then oh secretly I am the one or whatever. But, yeah, and again we could use our magic boxes and look it up. But where's the fun in that? I think I got that one. I've seen the Matrix. Yeah, you times. know what? We nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. All right. Well, all right. We got some Mario Golf to play. Sure. Um, uh, We've been ending it for five minutes. Just, yeah, you got to end it. Uh, kind of my pot at Gmail. Anybody wants to get in contact with the the show in any capacity, uh, go ahead and hit us up there. Rate, oh, parkour. <laughs> rate, review, subscribe. Uh, do all that shit that nobody ever does takes two seconds do it anyway if you like the show uh um, if you want to send messages telling me how gay i am i'll laugh at them that's <laughs> funny stuff man yeah 
And then, uh, yeah, and then the way we end it, if this is nice, I don't know what is.